T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! Hi there, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, I'm your host, Gregor, and he's been a managing editor here in Odyssey, now just a guy making jokes on Twitter. He's Brandon from the internet, and he does this for free. For now. <laughs> that's how you're paying for this new kid that's going to be born, huh? No, you, you keep talking to me about all the, your Bitcoin that you're making, and 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 I'm like, <laughs> hey, at some point, that's got to trickle down, right? <laughs> Uh, it's true. I'm uh, I'm up a few dollars right now. So a few <laughs> dollars, brag. <laughs> well, it it's I haven't invested in like five years. I, I, my buddy was super into it, so I was like, I'll put a, a few bucks here or there, or whatever. And then like I checked it like five years later, and I was like, what, sixty five hundred dollars? <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Is your is your like what is it, ten month old dog? Is is that the one that's kind of guiding all of your cryptocurrency, like that crypto hamster from a few weeks ago? Oh, you mean my dog Bitcoin? Yeah, that's her name. Because <laughs> she bites everything. That's a Bitcoin. That's her name. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> hey, if you consider that for your kid's name, that'll be good, huh? Oh, awesome! Yeah, dude, naming a kid is so stressful. Like they're gonna be stuck with that name forever. And, and you're upset. Yeah, you're upset about the whole "Let's go, Brandon" thing. Yeah, your name being Brandon, and yeah. that's not fair. And like, look, I've I've always thought, like, you know, the um, the people named Karen. Yeah, when, yeah, you must you must totally relate now. Well, okay, but before before the whole Let's Go Brandon thing, anytime somebody named Karen was like, well, that's the way that you use it is derogatory. I'm like, well, are you a racist who's yelling at people? No, <laughs> then they're not talking about you, Karen. But it's still hard, man. If they were like, all Gregs are so handsome, I'd be like, okay, hold on. Now. Well, that's okay, not- but here's the problem. The Let's Go Brandon thing is very affirming to people named Brandon. But yeah, I know what they mean by it. And what if I name my kids something that's uh, that eventually ends up getting used as like a right wing troll thing? They're like, you know, uh, all of a sudden my kid whose name who we haven't named yet uh, is the, it just becomes like the thing that they use to, I don't know, justify slavery. No, <laughs> let's just say stay away from the things that the right um, like to hold up like uh, the 40s in Germany just stay yeah. away from anything related sure. to that I think otherwise I, that's I, that's on you if you choose one of those names that's on you your little baby Mussolini is not gonna be <laughs> that's not okay okay that's my fault yeah but I think when my mom named me Brandon <laughs> yeah she was probably not thinking like hmm someday they're gonna use this to make fun of the president 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> Whose name isn't Brandon at all. All right. Anyway, uh, neither of us is a scientist or employed for much longer, an engineer. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are, let us know what we got wrong. Just see the first two minutes of all this. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you could do us a favor, could you tell a friend? Could you write a review or send it to somebody else? Just holler at us with your answer to our questions or be like our buddy Sean Gervin. Yeah, our question of the week is which movie that, like, which old movie do you wish you could have seen in IMAX or hey, 3D? I, yeah, I'm with you on that. I say props to Sean Gervin because he went on to the, uh, he found us on the Apple podcast and left us a review, which was really nice of him. But yeah, question of the week, which old movie, what, if you could pick any movie from yeah. movies and put them into IMAX, which would you do? Like a long time ago, I think like when 3D in the theater had first started to really come out um, is when I was younger and I was I went and uh, saw Toy Story 3D and I okay. it, it kind Hold of on. it kind Hold of was on. not great. But last night, okay, what? First of all, they were doing 3D movies. Like when it first came out when I was younger, you just said they've been doing them since like the 60s. Okay, no, but. So I think that since the 3D has started to get any good. You so know yeah, what James I mean? Cameron did, uh, what's it called? Blue People movie. Avatar. And, yeah. yeah, Avatar. And that was like shot with 3D cameras. And right. so it was bonkers. Yeah. Then they then you had like scenes in like Harry Potter that were like for 3D or whatever. Right. I think like maybe my eyes were just screwed. Because like in the movie, it would say like, put on your 3D glasses now. But then- you know, you that was terrible. So you just leave them on the whole time, and then you leave the place looking cross-eyed, trying to walk out like and get in your car and drive. I I was a kid at this point, so I wasn't getting in yeah. my car and driving away. But my mom was cross-eyed, getting out, driving away. And she'd had like seven drinks by then. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Your mom's the best. Uh, hi, mom. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So yeah, which film would you choose to watch in IMAX? And this is actually some some bull because last night I went and saw Dune and I won't spoil yeah. it. There isn't okay. really that much to spoil because it's a book that's been out since the freaking eighties, right? Seventies. I think, I yeah. think it was 81. Did it come out in 81? It, anyway, it's a book that's been out for a very long time. So I couldn't possibly spoil. I could spoil it. Anyway, the whole point <laughs> is, is I went to the theater and, uh, this was a movie. Dune was released in IMAX and I went to go see it. Uh, and they were, there were no IMAX options because, they moved it like Eternals came out and all of a sudden I, I guess like Marvel has more money than legendary entertainment or whatever and uh, bought out all of the IMAX theaters in this in the theater that I went to for uh, That's the whole reason you went Eternals I know you could have watched it at home on your normal television not in IMAX I oh my god uh, 65 by the way is when it was first written oh okay wow so, yeah anyway okay cool well, uh, I want to just start with a couple things. I was going to ask you about Dune. I'm glad. Was it pretty, like everyone says? Oh, it was beautiful. I think uh, the problem is is that I went into it knowing that they're, they've already said that there's going to be a, a part two, like a yeah. second movie. And now, so there's not a, like, my. it was a beautiful movie. The music was amazing. Uh, cool. Timothy Shall. I can't take Joseph, J- Jason Momoa seriously at all. Uh, he's the guy in the movie yeah. who plays the Aquaman. Um, all yeah, he's that. Aquaman and Dune. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, he's Aquaman and Dune. Crossover, no big deal. The, the big desert movie. <laughs> uh, and I, I, yeah, I just, I watched it, but knowing that like you're not going to get to the full climax of the of the film of the series in that movie, I was kind of sitting there like, okay, like this sucks that I have to come back. I'm not going to be able to see the fulfillment of all of this stuff that they're setting up until like two years from now. 
So this movie is also on antidepressants. <laughs> yep. Also having a hard time climaxing last night. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I haven't seen it. I'm trying to finish the book. I have a question, though. Having not read the book, is it that there's going to be a second movie to finish up the novel, like the first novel, or is it there's like many novels in the series? And so, do you know if it's like they only got way halfway through the novel and it's setting it up for the second half? I have no idea uh, okay. how they were set up, yeah. uh, how how they're split up in the books, right? Okay. But what um, the friend that I went with, who also hasn't read the book but has done a lot more reading about the movie, yeah, said that the the this movie doesn't go doesn't do the entire storyline that the movie from the 80s did the the old dune movie where sting was in it Um, (laughs) it doesn't do as much as that one because the director dennis villanueva wanted to be much more true to what he thought the book was intending to do so he focused a lot more on certain aspects of the book that didn't make it into the first movie that really bring the story a lot more fuller and deeper so uh, i i would imagine that this movie is taking or dune you know 2021 is Mm -hmm. taking more time uh more movies to tell the same story that was told in the 80s yeah because like if you wanted to read the book it would take me 35 hours and you can't reduce that to a (laughs) to a three-hour movie it just doesn't that doesn't work out so you have to take some liberties also my whole problem with like uh watching this entire two and a half hour long movie it didn't feel like that to be to be honest but my whole problem with watching this two and a half hour long movie and not getting to know like what the culmination is and in and everything but knowing that there's a a book that i could go read and figure that out for myself if i wanted to but instead i'm just like nah i have to wait two years (laughs) it's like no i could go read what happens but i'm not gonna do that no Here's my big beef with Dune is that I'm a huge audiobook guy. I like love audiobooks and they don't have just a reading of it. You can't just find an audiobook where someone reads it from word one to the end. It's like they have this like theatrical play that they do with a ton of voices and stuff. It's like a radio drama, but they take liberties on that because they're not going to read 35 hours of it. And so you can't just like go and have Dune read to you, which is exactly what I thrive on what Ugh, so do, you, do you think it's because um so dune is a, obviously a very long book it is and at this point a very long series right i don't know how many yeah. books there are ended up being in the dune series but there's there's yeah. a lot and they're all long so most audiobooks especially of a, of a book of that like stature will find some the somebody famous to to read it to do the narration for it do you think that they were they just couldn't find anybody that was like i'm not gonna take 35 hours to read and it honestly it's more because they have to probably do multiple takes of the book you know because the names are difficult and it's, yeah. uh, it's not an easy read it's not it, i don't fly through this it's like a very dense uh very dense book i'm reading a series um called the expanse uh, the new the last book number nine comes out at the end of this month and the same guy reads all of them and it's become a thing like they're 20 hours each and it's a th- like he must get excited to read them i'm excited to hear him read them if they changed voices i would be really upset and he's like an actor that's like been a bit part actor in some stuff and had some roles i don't remember his name but it's like it's a big part of it and like i love that then i read um a hundred years of solitude uh, read i listened to that's a book that's like on the like you read this in high school or something that i never got to because you know brain um and it was read by this guy who's like over over the top British actor sounding guy and doing all these like Colombian names and people were very upset about that, obviously. So when this book that I'm listening to now started, I was like, wait a second, is he going to tell me about 
Jose Buendia, like whatever the guy's name is. Like, um, am I, am I going to start hearing about that? Because oh, there's a guy that plays in the English Premier League called Buendia, and I'm always like, hey, Jose Arcadio Buendia. Anyway, it's the same guy, and I'm like, oh, it got me so excited about this book I was listening to because I already listened to him for 20 hours read something else. It's very strange. I'm, I'm not prepared for that. But as a guy who uses his voice all the time, that's where we at. To make your money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would. I don't think I would want to read a 35-hour audiobook. I think it would suck. That would. I think it would be really challenging. I would too. Is there a lot of money in that? You're a professional no. broadcaster. Could you like? Could you go do that? People make uh, no because it's a different skill. Um, I've been through voice training and everything, and it's not. Um, I, I have a coach and stuff like that, and it's a totally different sell that you're trying to do. Um, and especially like a lot of people make their money reading technical manuals. Mm. So they're like the Canon CT five, eight, one copier, press the power button, then press the, and it's like, that's, you have to be so dry and boring about that because who listens to to that? Uh, it's probably the impaired. I would guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then, but then like reading, like at least if you get into like a cool adventure or something like that, or a well-written book, you get to like read these cool parts. Uh, there's no one worse than the guy from the Star Wars franchise. Mark Thompson is his name. And he's like, in a galaxy far, far away. And like, it's like so over the top and like it, gross, dude. He does all the women's voices, which is really weird. Only like as Princess Leia, he's doing like, I'm Princess Leia. That's how she sounds oh, like no. Car- Cartman kind of. But he, <laughs> he does like a pretty good, he does a pretty good job of it. But it's like, yeah. you couldn't, I mean, come on, Disney or Star Wars, you couldn't just find... Someone else to read like along a, with? A woman to read along <laughs> yeah. with? Yeah. yeah. And so it's very, um, it's, I don't know, I, there's like a whole deep dive into this. I would do it, I think, but it seems pretty boring and I don't think there's a ton of money. I want to listen to the IKEA technical guides. Like, <laughs> two guys holding a piece of wood. <laughs> one, one guy hammering a weird shaped piece into the wrong spot. <laughs> Make sure you put down padding and not on the hard floor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, I, I want to hear that technical guy. The because, Lego manual. It's like grab the little one by one round clear blue thingy, <laughs> attached to nine down, four over. Like. Yeah. All right. So Oculus VR headsets are getting not just Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which sounds so awesome to play GTA in VR. That's awesome. But also an update that will let you know when something intrudes your virtual space. Like when you're waving your arms like an idiot trying to chop fruit or whatever, you don't accidentally karate chop your dog. This is like a, this is a thing. people. You, so the first time I tried VR was a million years ago. And um, I was in this office building and I put it on and it's a shooting game where you pop out and shoot aliens. Pew, 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 and I think I like, was there for that. I think I did that too that same day. It was not, and you were oh, not. Oh, um, cool. But thank you for <laughs> thank you for playing along at home. Um, and I popped out to shoot a guy, okay, and then I was like, oh, I got to get behind that other barricade to be able to shoot that guy over there. And so I, instead of pushing the button, took off running and ran straight into a wall and knocked <laughs> myself over. <laughs> this is one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to me where there's all the, like just four engineer nerds that are like, whoa, we didn't consider that. <laughs> Like, I literally needed to be tethered to something so I couldn't do that. This is why I believe that the AR world will be more important, the augmented reality where you put on goggles and you still see the world around you, but it'll overlay, like, that's a dog. Okay, cool. Because without some sort of warning system that you're about to punch your dog or that there's a wall a foot away from you, like, people are going to fall out windows and die. Yeah. 
yeah, that's um, that. I mean, even Star Wars, which is supposed to take place in the distant past, but also the future, uh, has like the like when the jet when the Jedi Council all meets, right? They're not like all putting on vi- virtual reality headsets and sitting around a table and looking at weird avatars of Yoda. Yeah, uh, they're they're sitting in real seats looking at. Uh, aug- or I mean, looking at holograms uh, of the and it's, and that's not technically augmented reality, but it's much closer to that than uh, virtual reality. Uh, Master Yoda, I know you're not good with technology, but you have to turn off the dog ears from your. <laughs> Can someone help him? His, uh... Oh, hey, find the button! Hey. I cannot. <laughs> Wait, hey, Master Yoda, with this augmented reality, it's a little bit different than Zoom. You actually do have to wear pants. We can all see your weird little Yoda wiener. <laughs> Who would have thought his dog was so big? That's weird. <laughs> wow, packs a punch. He does. Uh, this so the this like VR. Um, I don't know. It's like spatial awareness thing yeah. that they're trying to figure out. Uh, I thought that they had solved that with those weird, you know, you know those like little baby bouncers that they put babies in uh, that yeah. like it goes around and you stick them in it and they can just kind of jump around and turn and, and swivel yeah. and whatever. I thought that they had solved, like they had a, a VR version of that where, you know, you put socks on and you can run and, and your, your feet slide and it simulates the running that you do and you can turn around. You could pilot your mecha robot. Yeah, right, I got it. Right. And when you watch those, um, when you, like when you actually do that, when you're wearing the headpiece and and all of the stuff and doing it, it like feels and works incredibly well, right? So I like you don't need the spatial aware. You're not going to run into a wall because your little baby bouncer is going to keep you in your spot. Now maybe the problem is is that it looks so god dang ridiculous that when you're watching people do that, you can't help but like feel like an absolute idiot. <laughs> it's crazy how quickly your brain accepts it, man. It's like you get in there and a, a robot's marching at you trying to shoot you. And like, I panic, dude. It's crazy. For that. I, I recently learned that there's a virtual reality streamer who uh, it's like a, I'm not trying to judge anybody. It's, it's like, it's. I guess he's very popular within like the furry community. You know, okay. the people that will dress up things like that. I don't want to judge anybody for the things that they're into, so I'm not. Uh, however, I will judge the fact that he is charging people two hundred and fifty between two hundred and fifty dollars and five hundred dollars to hug people in virtual reality and and say affirming affirming things to them. So he is like a dragon, a fake fictional dragon walking up to you in the virtual reality space and giving these people hugs that they cannot feel he's giving their avatars hugs however at the same time uh uh, when vr was kind of first coming out there was a study done like these people who were feeling um uh violated because in the virtual reality space people would come up to them and do inappropriate things because of how quickly your brain does kind of accept the that this is your reality in order for you to participate and interact with the world around you um when when other people would come up into your space and pretend to like touch certain parts of your body or pretend to do things around your body the people who were having those things done to them were feeling very incredibly uncomfortable almost as if they were experiencing it in real life wow it's it's bananas to me um Okay, well, so in, in related news then, in a quest to be certain that we never have to make actual human contact again, but we don't feel violated by the fact that we're not making contact, not only are we doubling down on VR, but also now a wearable synthetic skin that talks to your virtual gear. Something someone's created so you can experience a world without having to leave your fart-smelling couch. <laughs> Wait, can, can, this, can I fart in this thing? 
<laughs> like a little aerosol releases in there. And it's like, ah, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Wait, in Dune, they have to wear these suits so they can like walk around the desert because they're humans. They don't want to like boil alive. It's like walking yeah. on Mars. And what it does is all of their sweat and like liquid that releases from their body gets recycled, and so that they can then drink it and um, and continue can continue to be cool. hydrated. So I'm just wondering, like, what happens if you fart in it? Yeah, I think you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're breathing that in. Luckily, yeah. no, luckily, there's not a suit for two, right? <laughs> what are you drinking? My fart. <laughs> okay, so wait, what is what is this synthetic skin thing? So it's like a synthetic skin, so you can actually feel these things if you make contact with, like, if you were to reach out and try and grab something on the wall, it could, the VR could understand that and give you some sort of touch sensation. Oh, like a tactile move. kind of response. Yeah, so if you pick up a carrot in the cooking game, then, or a knife, and cut off your hand, it'll give you the sensation. No, I don't know if it goes that far, but... Uh, and this could be cool because, like, if you were an astronaut, let's, or if you were, like, a NASA engineer and you didn't want to have to send a actual astronaut into space, you might be able to have uh, a set of tools that are on an arm or something like that that you could go in and control remotely and be able to be in the VR space and see a real-time representation of it. They already do that with AR, where they can help paint things for astronauts as they're working on the space station, so they see, okay, that's the toolbox that I'm supposed to get into to do this. So it's... um. It, that's already something that they can do, but really, this is like a different level because it's more on your skin. It's like wearing a, like a rubber glove over your hand or something like that. I think that it's going to be pornography that'll test whether or not this takes off. <laughs> well, what do they always say? Like the 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 people who defend billionaires going to space, right, are always the ones that are like, well, no, it's important that we allow them to do this because the technology that they're investing in eventually makes its way into uh, the commercial kind of public sphere. So we all benefit from the from the investments that they're making in in advancing and furthering yeah. technology. That's how we got, I don't know, the the sleep number bed, <laughs> right, or like whatever. <laughs> Things like that. Tempur-Pedic, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tempur-Pedic, sure, right. Uh, or Tang, <laughs> you know? Um, like, what... Uh, of course... These people are going to defend making these suits for for the spa- for the astronauts, like that make them feel things, because they're like, yeah, it's going to make me feel things too on Earth. It'll have benefits <laughs> in the wiener zone. <laughs> <laughs> All I mean, what I actually envision is uh, you wouldn't actually have to go to space anymore, right? You could be an astronaut that's yeah. on the ship, and, and oh, like Jeff Bezos. Right, right. Yeah, not a real astronaut. <laughs> you you would be able to like pick up the bolt or the screw or I don't know, the the science thing and and do the science things with it um and and not have to worry about like the clunkiness that comes with like in VR for instance, like trying to grab a well in your case a gun or a space laser and trying to load it, like not having the spatial or tactile tactile response in order to do those things in a uh, coordinated way. Imagine if, if instead you actually had the physical response that said, like, I am holding this thing, and when I try to attach this other thing to it, I actually have some sort of spatial awareness in order to be able to do that, while you're also karate chopping your dog at the same time. <laughs> I legitimately believe that it'll be it'll do weird sex stuff, and that'll be oh, like absolutely. the thing that people, like, yeah. it'll probably help with, like, um, sex workers and stuff like that, not sure. having to be as easily violated in real space or with sexually transmitted diseases. It's going to be Demolition Man, the 1990s movie that everyone should go watch right now. Imagine, yeah. uh, imagine in a more holistic or more um, 
wholesome way instead of, uh, I mean, maybe not instead of being used for sex work, but in addition to being used for sex work, (laughs) uh, people who uh, don't have uh, the use of certain parts of their body. Right, like uh, maybe they're they're paralyzed or disabled or missing a limb or something like that. If you're able to have um, this kind of synthetic skin, which Ooh. which I, in my head I can't I can't think about as anything other than the opposite of a sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> it's like a sensory overload tank. Um, instead of instead of not like you could probably be able to move these legs that you hadn't been able to use before uh, because the of the the contractions and retractions and whatever has to happen with that skin uh, to be able to move those things. And depending on what kind of response is required, like what kind of input is, is required for that to, to, res- to respond to, I don't know exactly. But anyway, just a, a more holistic, oh man, disabled sex workers. There you go. You figured it out. <laughs> that if anyone remembers the '90s, John Bobbitt, we will have a could actually have a future now. So there you go. Now uh, speaking of um, Jeff Bezos and his inability to actually go to real space to actually be an astronaut, I should say he went to real space, but he's just not an astronaut. Old Jeffrey Jeffrey Bezos and his wiener-shaped rocket company have lost their lawsuit against NASA. Blue Origin had hoped to make the moon landers for the coming trips back to our space neighbor. Uh, it was something that he everyone got kind of mad at him for because SpaceX was able to pull this off and a couple other companies are working to collaborate and make the Artemis program work. It's supposed to be putting people on the moon in like two years, two and a half years, which is I cannot see that being a thing since they haven't even tested the rocket to go there yet. But anyway, it's a thing. That's, that's the goal. And Bezos slowed the whole thing down by suing because his company wasn't allowed to take part and he's trying to say that they need to. NASA says, now nah, get out of here, dummy. Go fire your space dicks into the air or whatever. Now... What I what I can't imagine that guy being told no. I, it must be really difficult for him to not you know to be the second richest person on earth and be told nope you can't play. To me, the obvious next step is that he's going to do his own private program, send a bunch of people to space before NASA, and then buy up all the moon real estate and drive the cost way up. I, okay, I don't know anything about moon real estate. Sure. I don't but, think I don't think anyone does to be fair, except for me, who just yeah, invented it. So. Who just invented moon real estate? Yeah. Uh, my I guess my question is, uh, can he do that? Like I mean, like ever anybody can. Okay, I guess technically, hypothetically, anybody could go to anywhere on the moon if you had the technology and the rockets and all the crap that you need to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, I, now, I don't think you can purchase parts of the moon quite yet, but if Bezos wanted to and he had the funds to do, which he does. If could anyone he, does. Could he could he go to the moon and just start building stuff up there without approval from anybody at all, like any governmental body, any international governmental body, anything like that? Because nobody owns the moon, right? So what happens is if the U.S. government's like, dude, you can't just fire rockets off from sure, here, yeah. then he can be like, well, you know who will let me is the people of Moldova, yeah, yeah or whatever or, random country that he's going to go yeah, create Kazakhstan a space will let program me do it for them. or whatever. Yeah. Sure, yeah, or like this island nation will do it because like you know um, Haiti's been pretty bad off these last few years. They need the money. Like we yeah. could do it there or Puerto Rico or something like that and be able to build the infrastructure there close enough to the states to be able to do it himself. So. Well, it turns yeah, out gonna... we just found oil in Haiti, and now we're at war with them and shooting down all of the rockets <laughs> that they're shooting to the moon. <laughs> a Redditor used a sleep-monitoring diary to keep track of all the snoozing his newborn got in the first year. 
And it's a thing of just ultimate nerd parenting. Like when data people get to do the sex. Good job, dude. <laughs> now, this is important for you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have a kid in like two months um, or at this point, like a month and a half. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. What's the due date? Uh, the due date is New Year's Eve, actually. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, hoping he comes for that uh, that sweet sweet uh deductible (laughs) want to make sure that we're hitting that deductible for 2021 (laughs) now um the way that this person so i've been doing a lot of preparation for him to come right like understanding that the first however many weeks are absolutely terrible when it comes to sleep and uh what i love seeing this uh this chart is is this, this man like this guy or this this parent documented in a notebook uh, all of the hours and times that his kids slept throughout uh, every day for for an entire year, and then he manually inputted each of those days into an Excel spreadsheet. There has to be a more efficient way to do that. Uh, he could have just done it in the Excel spreadsheet to begin with. Anyway, I bet you when he says I bet you when he says it's a notebook or diary that it was actually digital that it was on his phone. Nope, that you, nope. nope. Really? He, he said it was on his on like a paper pen and paper notebook. Which why I think, would you do that? You idiot! Because look at I mean if you look at this graph, you go in there and in the blue. So there's it's a long graph and it, it it shows every hour of the day and the the shaded parts represent when the baby was sleeping and the white parts represent when they were awake. Now. Uh, the first, you know, six months uh, until the baby was was consistently sleeping through the night from about 8 p.m. until 6 in the morning for the most part. Um, it's just a it looks like naval uh, digital camouflage, you know, like it's just <laughs> That's a good way it, saying it. <laughs> it's like blue and and just white blocks. And it's just a smattering of when the baby was awake or asleep. Imagine waking up and I'm you have a, a four year old at this point, yeah. right? Uh, imagine waking up in the middle of the night and having to figure out how to log something on your Excel spreadsheet on your computer and turning the light on in your eyes and just trying to figure all that out. No, I just probably just turned over and there. wrote it in a book. Yeah, you get your phone there and you just put it into the notes app or whatever. That's what I was saying. Is it like yeah. you don't have to have a I, I'm with you though, that like if there's a piece of paper and pen that's right there and you don't want too much light for the kid and everything. Sure. Right. Look, you want you look at this thing, the first four months are a disaster, the next two are not great. Pretty much if you keep looking, it gets a little bit more consistent. So it ends up being four months are terrible, and then the next three years, also terrible. <laughs> so. Great. Looking forward to having a child. Thank you for that help. <laughs> yeah, it does um it does not do great things for uh, all. It does is remind you of how bad you are and how maybe the next generation will do better. Yeah. And good. That's all you can hope for as your body starts failing. <laughs> cool. Says the guy with an MCL sprain right now <laughs> in his forties. Yeah. So. yeah. What happened to you? Oh yeah, I was. Um, so I, I do adult karate, as you know, right? Yeah, and, I do. Um, uh, I so took- wait, wait. Adult karate? Does that mean it's like sex stuff while doing karate? Yeah. Oh, I thought you knew that this yeah, whole okay, time. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, it's just regular karate, but I wear a ball gag the entire time. Wow. There's a lot of wiener stuff. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the you know the snake form is like oh boy judo um, chop. <laughs> yeah. Good act out there. That's uh, important. But um, no, it was like it's what you'd expect. I was fighting twelve yellow belts. Um, and a combined you know that's six to eight years each. They were what twelve year old yellow belts. No, no, 12, like six to eight year olds. Oh, okay, great. In a room. And I was, you know, I could only, I could probably take on eight, but at that point, they're like those little dinosaurs from Jurassic Park that eat the, you know, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. little packies. They just, yeah, same thing. They just, yeah. Yeah. No, I was uh, walking my dog and uh, slipped in the mud 
It was terrible. Really? That's it? Well, you know, like it, I have a puppy. She's 10 months and she's no, like... No, no. I'm sorry. I don't mean to d- diminish what happened to you. I honestly thought that you had probably done something while doing adult karate. Thank God I didn't because instead I'll just be afraid of going off-road with anything for now. We were just playing like in a little... There's, You know, there's just like really anyone that's listening outside of Seattle. There's this really pretty... It, I've never experienced it anywhere else I've lived, and I've lived a handful of places in my life. There's these giant cut-throughs through the entire region where they run all of the infrastructure, the power lines, the oil stuff. All that goes through these big, they're like 100 feet wide, and they'll cut for you know 30 miles through town. Um, through the entirety of it. And so one of those is right by my house. And so, you know me, I like to play under power lines. And so I'm just out running it now. And so that's a really good place to, I'm not supposed to do this. And I got super mad at someone who, when my wife got attacked by a dog off leash, but I'll take my dog and let her run around for a minute. And she absolutely goes crazy and loves it. And then I'll kind of like juke back and forth and try and get her to have some fun and stuff. And I juked one way and then I went to turn the other way and my foot slipped in some mud and I kept going the other way and just turned my oh. knee below me. Oh. Heard, I heard a pop. It was like, and I was like, oh, I just got on the phone. I was like, uh, I was just like, Laura, you have to come pick me up right away. That's my wife. You have to come get me like right away. And she's like, where are you? I was like, I'm down the street. Come get me. And then I like, I got up and I was hobbling around. I was like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And about an hour later, I was like, not okay. I'm not okay. Oh, man. I'm not okay. So, as as somebody who uh, was walking my dog this morning and uh, a place that I, where I live, there are a bunch of uh, apple trees everywhere. Okay. And, and they just drop apples all over the sidewalks, all over my freaking backyard. Um, and while I was walking my dog this morning, I, I stepped off of a curb and I, my heel crushed yeah. one of these rotting apples and I slid pretty far. You did, you did and, a Healy? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and just about like tweaked my entire groin. So, uh, I get it. I, I get that feeling. I, I so, uh, to, so, like I said, not to diminish your slipping in the mud thing, fighting 12 six-year-olds sounds yeah. actually not cooler. So, you know what? The mud thing, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was not It was not a – I'm, I'm like 6'6", six, six, and so it's just like there's a lot of body to fall, and it's like a, it, was, it has not been a good weekend, that's for sure. Anyway, enough about me or whatever. For some people, going to the doctor and getting shots is terrifying. I get it. Like – I remember being a child and crying my face off for it. And only when I started getting a bunch of dental work done and they stink, stink, they stick needles into your, the, like literally into the bottom of my mouth behind my front teeth. And I was like, oh, like from there on out, it doesn't matter to me anymore ever again. But this is the guy that used to have to like give himself shots in the stomach, right? Oh my God. I've, you want to talk about pathetic, a grown 30 something year old man crying in the bathroom at SeaTac, the international airport, because I have to stick myself with a needle in the gut while I'm holding a, a, a layer of fat to be able to find someone. <laughs> to st- like, I don't know how people do drugs because that was crazy. It was like so terrifying. Anyway, people don't like needles, including me, but you get there. All right. But I got a suggestion for you, a little bit, of, a little glimpse into the future. A vaccination robot, which at first I was like, no, 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 no. I Unless I'm getting Luke Skywalker's lightsaber arm, I am not interested in a robot doing anything. And yes, of course, it's powered by 5G. Get in line, okay? But this is a machine that can administer vaccines without having to gum up the medical system. You don't have to get a pharmacist or a doctor or someone else to come do this for you. It can do it itself and safely without a needle. This thing takes a super like high velocity jet of liquid that shoots into you. It's thinner than a hair, um, and it delivers the vaccine without poking you. You don't see it; it just touches you. You just bonk, and you go, "Ow!" Like that's it. 
um, to get the to, to get vaccinated. And suddenly I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You take the needles out of it. I'll let a, a robot tickle my my butt. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why were there ever needles involved in that process? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So Separate things. <laughs> <laughs> adult karate, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what well, I guess, I guess, like, so I, I'm I'm not somebody who's ever had a problem with uh, with needles, but to think about a. Um, <laughs> are you still thinking about adult karate <laughs> with robot needles in your butt? <laughs> All right, look, I've never had a problem with needles until now. <laughs> um, the How is it different? So this thing, so you've seen, uh, have you ever seen like laser, or I guess not laser cutters, they do these like high pressure water cutting, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. Um, which I'm assuming is a very similar, like you're shooting the vaccine or whatever liquid it is. In this case, it's not water. It's it's the vaccine that's in probably some mm-hmm. saline solution, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. They're shooting this... Uh, this liquid through your arm at such a high pressure that it's it's breaking your skin and going in anyway right yeah um how is that better if you're afraid of needle i mean it's it's just as if not more sh- sharp it's like blunt force right through your well, i no, mean because- at a very very small amount but like it's still penetrating your arm but you don't see that. You don't see a needle leading up to it. That's gonna. No, jab instead you. you just see a massive robot coming at you. <laughs> it's harmless. It's just a white little robot with it's like beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, and then it just has like a it looks like um, like imagine if you put the, literally the end of a water gun up to your arm or something oh, okay. like that. It, yeah. it just it's like a circular thing. It looks like it looks like it could dispense like a coffee creamer or something like that. It's like it's not intimidating looking. <laughs> Again, as the guy who's terrified of the robots yeah, doing yeah. anything, I'm like pretty on board with the idea that you could go to the Now, I would want a technician to be there to make sure it's not just like shooting coffee creamer into me or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I don't want it I don't want it to be unmonitored. Is, but. is this oat milk? <laughs> I'm allergic to soy. <laughs> I mean, valid question. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I um and I, I, as a person who's used to be intimidated by needles, and I, here's the deal with needles, everybody. Here's the secret. Ready? Look away. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't exist if you don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, at, at a certain age, you develop object permanence as a child, right? Like where, uh, you know, I think babies to baby. I don't know. You you probably know this as somebody who has a kid who's who's past this phase. At a, at some point, babies um, st- start having object permanence where you know it's what is in their purview isn't all that exists all of a sudden if they look away from you they still understand like oh dad is still behind me right um but at maybe at some point we need to like get rid of that object permanence again where if like i look away from the needle it's not there anymore ow what was that like whoa who who are you (laughs) like what if there was a beep (laughs) what if there was just like a small drug that you could be given that would that would men in black you you know yeah yeah memory erasing just for like just so you had Got rid of the object impermanent, or gave you object impermanence. Yeah, I think there is a drug for that, and um, for the most part, we're told never to use that as a society. Okay, well, great. <laughs> okay, so the big question of this week is: if you could bring one IMAX movie or one movie back and put it through IMAX, which one would it be? Or if you could really just even put one movie back in theaters, what would you choose? I said that because Disney Plus is going to unlock the IMAX treatment to 13 Marvel films starting on Friday with Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. You seen that yet? 
I, I haven't seen it yet, which is surprising. I mean, I've, I've talked about it on the show before. I'm not like a huge Marvel nerd, but I am a big Kung Fu nerd. And so yep. I think I do want to get in. I, I do. I really do need to see that. Uh, I have thoughts. I'll, I'll save them until you watch them this weekend. Okay. okay. Uh, now, I want to know if many people have, my first thought was, do many people have IMAX quality projectors or screens at home? And no, that's obviously not a thing. And that's not what this is about. Technically, they did this with like uh, the Dark Knight, for instance, where they released it in Blu-ray was the was the thing at the time, and you got the IMAX dimension, so it would actually fill up your television rather than leaving the black bars at the bottom and top that you immediately become you can immediately ignore when you're watching a film within like ten seconds, right? Um, they're pretty similar to the TV proportions the IMAX are, and so these films are at least partly shot with IMAX certified cameras, i.e., taller. Uh, field of vision with these cameras. Uh, for instance, Black Widow has 22 minutes that are filmed ex- specifically with these cameras. Shang-Chi is another one that has it like that. And I just get to thinking about like all these... I remember going to see the third Star Wars movie, episode three. I remember going to see it in theaters just to see the digital version, the laser version, and it like looked sharper. But was it really worth it? I don't know. As a guy who just went to see Dune and didn't get to see it in the IMAX theater, that sucks, and you must have thoughts about this. Yeah, it was weird because <clears throat> uh, watching Dune uh, on a non-IMAX screen, it, at certain points in the movie, and this could just be because like the type of theater that I was at, I don't know if it's a nice theater or not, um, but you could see kind of like the light reflecting on the wall in which the, the movie was being projected on. So it kind of takes you out of it. takes that crispness out, crispness out of it. It's a war on crispness, okay? And uh, the, the shininess, you could kind of see the shininess paint on the wall uh, where the movie is being projected. So like that's not there. But then... Uh, my friend and I were having a conversation after where we were saying like there's certain movies like Avatar, the the the, the next Avatar movie is coming out, right? I think next year. And oh, my, really? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I can see that for sure. Well, my friend was saying, he's like, I'm definitely going to go see that in theaters because that's a movie that I would never watch like on my laptop screen because yeah. part of the whole point of it is it's the spectacle of seeing it in this large, amazing digital display uh, in which it was meant to be shown, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about that. I was like, as good of a movie as Dune was, is that a movie uh, where, where you know, most of the the TV watching and movie watching I do now the, on, these days is like in my bed watching on my laptop? Yeah. Am I gonna? Is Dune going to be as good when it's not fully surround sound, massive screen, um, as good of a movie as it is? Am I still gonna want to watch that on my laptop? Am I gonna? Am I gonna enjoy it as much on my laptop? Probably okay, so- not. I can I can kind of speak to this a little bit. I saw uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, it's really um, good. Yeah, the animated one, right? Yeah, and it's, it's it's just excellent. I really liked it. The problem was, is I went to see it, and it was they showed the wrong version. So they showed like the 3D version on a 2D Ooh. screening. Um. And there are parts of it that are more so than others when the 3D is actually happening. And it was like, this is super weird. But the movie was so good that like, there was only moments in the film where my brain didn't accept it. and was like, dude, what is going on? I left with a killer headache, of course. But yeah, it's, it's to the point where like, if, the, if the I can watch, I, my eyes will immediately adjust to watching a old 4x3 CRT TV, you know, like if it's crappy quality or a YouTube clip where you can barely see the soccer ball or whatever, like my brain will immediately accept it within moments. And so if the content is compelling, yeah. captivating. Yeah. 
And so if Dune is good, as good as everyone says, and it's not just the filmmaking, but it's the storytelling, then yeah, I'm sure it won't be a problem when you watch it on your laptop. It won't be maybe as good, but whatever, your brain will accept it. Yeah, there's a... Uh in college, what I studied was journalism and media, and in general, a lot of the uh, a lot of the studies that we did when I was in school was very focused on on the future of digital media and video and yeah. multimedia and things like that. And one of the things that I took away from that, and, and I still remember to this day, and I even think about it now when I watch when I watch movies, is people are more likely to watch a very low, terrible resolution video if the sound quality is good enough uh, rather than watch a very high def, great resolution thing if the sound is terrible. Um, huh. And so uh, I'm thinking... Why is that? Do you know? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Maybe it's um, Maybe it has something to do with... This is pure speculation, obviously, but it, it maybe it has something to do with the way that our brains process sound versus sight. So our our maybe our eyes or our brains do a better job of filling in the gaps in sight than they do in sound. If that makes sense, that, that's a guess. That's a hypo, like a total guess on my end. Yeah, I had like a wireless surround sound system that had interference from the Wi-Fi, and so you'd get a dropout of like you know half a second periodically according to the frequency of the of the wi-fi usage so it happened every 30 seconds or every two minutes or whatever and it was enough to drive a person insane maybe the maybe the sound just gives us more context to the to the visual rather than the reverse right so like if you're miss if there's dropouts in the visual or maybe it's a dark spot or something like that where you're like can't quite tell what's going on but you can hear something that will give you context understanding what's happening visually uh rather than if you can't hear something and you and it's really high def and whatever but you have it doesn't give you any sort of like um frame of reference for what's actually happening you know or how big was that thud or how large yeah. or loud was that explosion maybe it wasn't you know yeah because like jurassic park it's spookier when the feet are stomping right the water just shows you like what's going on but without the sound you'd like it wouldn't be as menacing it's right. the looming in the distance i think that you're onto something there about the filling in the 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 rest of like you see the image but the flashing of the image against the wall doesn't do as much as the sound filling up the rest of your perception. So I guess what I wonder is if I do end up bringing, like trying to watch Dune on my tiny little phone, uh, if I have a, a decent pair of headphones, you know, yeah. does that does that make it okay, you know? So as far as which movie I would love to see in IMAX, I would love to go back and um, watch like Short Circuit, in IMAX. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. That's like a favorite of my, despite the the troubling parts or whatever. That's right. Fine. Like the, yeah. the now problem. I mean, problematic then, problematic now yeah, yeah, parts yeah. of. We just didn't know because we were children or whatever. Right, but right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's a short circuit's a great call. I, like one of my favorite movies I ever saw in IMAX was Star Wars Episode Seven. I walked oh. away from that. I was like, oh my God, this was so incredible. I mean, despite the rest of the the trilogy kind of being horse crap it was like that was so cool and it was so big and it needed that i think dune will be the same way oh and I think the, the sound design and the music and the duel yeah. of the fates oh just a uh, yeah and then on top of that i think that um I, you you hit something there that avatar we watched it my buddy cool keith has a had a 3d tv oh. and so he got avatar we watched it with the glasses and it was awesome it was like still just as cool at home except for the sound maybe but i'd want to see that again in the theater i think it was rad the, 
for for some reason, and I I'm sure I know the answers to this, but of all, if you were like, if you were to ask me, who of all of the people that you know do you think would own a 3D TV? Like, <laughs> I feel cool like Keith. the first person in my head would pop up would be Keith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very inside for us, but yeah, you're you're not wrong. So. Yeah, okay. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the show, and it's always important that we take a minute to think about what did we learn this week? After all, this is a heady, heady show. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Gregor, what did we learn this week? Adult karate is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> uh, Brandon, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned that the VR skin suit is going to be good for my wiener zone. <laughs> Troubling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and not because of disabled sex workers. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. All right, Gregor. Piley, what did we learn this week? I learned that Brandon's dune suit is full of farts. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Get, you are, get out. You are canceled. That is. <laughs> nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk. Yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.